0: God is in control. She's a happy girl. Welcome back to another program of Woman at the Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womenatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk She's with Jesus Christ. Girl. Little as much when God is in it. All through the scriptures, we see God doing amazing things with little or no contribution by his people. Our willing hearts are the key to opening up the power, grace, and goodness of God in our lives. Join us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures to see the amazing, endless possibilities we have in Jesus when we choose to show up.
1: You gotta show up. That's more than just a phrase. That's more than just a motivational inspiration comment. That is the truth. God has amazing things planned for each of us each and every day. In fact, he says that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by him. In fact, he says, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you, to give you a hope in Jeremiah 29, 11. God has plans for us. But in order for those plans to come to fruition, in order for us to reap the blessings that God intends for us to have with the life that he has planned for us, we got to show up. we got to be in it to win it. And I, I think that we forget about that when we're talking about our spiritual lives. We understand that at work. We understand we have to go to work to be paid. We understand that if we want to exercise, we have to do more than buy the equipment. We understand that if we want to get a promotion at work, we've got to work harder than just the normal expectations. But when it comes to serving Jesus, we somehow think that it all happens magically by osmosis. The reality of it is, is there is nothing magical about Jesus. He is real and he is amazing, but he's not mystical and something we can't understand or ascertain how he works. In fact, one of the most amazing things to me about God is this. I can know the character of God because I can know him through his scriptures and through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're going to spend the next few moments together in one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And it's in Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, and we're going to complete in verse 2. And he says, "'I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service.'" And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The scriptures tell us that we have the ability to present to him a life that is holy and acceptable, and that it is the perfect will of God. We have that ability not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. We are children of the Most High God who empowers us through the Holy Spirit indwelling in us to make right choices, to do the right thing, to live according to the Scriptures. But we seem to think that that all just happens and that we make no choices in the matter. And that is so not true. We are told over and over again how God will fill us if we just ask him. We are told that he gives wisdom to those who ask for it. We are told that he forgives those who confess their sins and ask for forgiveness. God wants us to have a skin in the game. God wants us to prove not how good we are because we are nothing without him, but how much we love him, how dedicated we are to him, how willing we are to be of him and not of the world. So when we begin to look at the scriptures and we begin to see what he says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'm always taken back to 2 Timothy 2.15 that says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, as we begin to look to this verse and we see that he says that we are to present our bodies, it tells us we need to get in shape. We need to have something to present, and it begins by studying what God would have us to know in his word, by preparing ourselves spiritually with a relationship with Jesus, with opening up our heart and allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us, and giving him free reign of our lives so that he can use us in his service as he sees fit effectively and productively. But we as Christians who love him need to draw close to him, and we do that by studying his word. We do that by learning what the scripture says, by understanding who God is, by getting a hold of the character of God so that we can see how God plays out in our lives and in the lives of others. So we're able to recognize the opportunities that he has for us to step out on faith, and do his work. See, the opportunities for God to use us is going to be directly correlated to how equipped we are to be used for service. And that happens through prayer and study and fellowship with his people. It's also going to be incredibly directly correlated to how willing we are to step up and show up. Are you the person who is just content as they can be to walk into the doors of church, sit, and when the service is over, walk out? Or are you the person that's going to be engaged and actively involved? Are you the person that you're saying, put me in, Lord, put me in, Lord. Help me do something, Lord. Give me a work in your service. Give me something I can do to show somebody else who you are. Or are you the person that is content just sitting and watching the rest of the world work for Jesus? See, we as Christians have been given this charge. The Apostle Paul says, I beseech you, brethren. That's pretty important. He is encouraging you. He is Desperately wanting you to understand that you need to present your bodies a living sacrifice. And what does he mean when he says, to present yourself a living sacrifice? In Romans chapter 13 and verse 14, he says, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh. So what he's telling us is we present our bodies to the Lord. One, we are submitting to his will. Two, we're submitting to his command. We're not only willing to do what he says, we're willing to listen to him on how we should do it. And we do that by removing the flesh from our lives and putting on Jesus Christ. We're told in Ephesians 6 all about the armor of God, and that gets us ready and prepared for battle. But I believe in Romans chapter 13 and verse 14, when he says to put on Jesus Christ, I think that's saying put on the mind of Christ. Obtain the heart of Christ. Be ready to work for Christ as Christ worked for God. I believe he's saying give me your all, and I'll make it worthwhile. Interestingly enough, in our lives, we spend a good portion of our lives trying our best to make it in some profession or some career. And those are all blessings and gifts that God gives us to enable us to be able to have a livelihood and be successful and to provide for ourselves and our families and our friends. But that's not the end-all, folks. See, we also have opportunities to prepare ourselves for the work of the Lord. And that doesn't always mean being a a full-time pastor or an evangelist or maybe even a Sunday school teacher or some position in a church that has a title, sometimes that means you're able to be called upon to take your neighbor to the doctor. Sometimes that means you're able to be called upon to provide a need that someone else has, including perhaps groceries or paying an electric bill. Sometimes it might mean that you have the opportunity to sit with someone who needs companionship and needs a little bit of love shown towards them, and God can call on you because you have prepared. prepared yourself to hear the voice of God when he says call, and you are submitting yourself to him to allow him to use you as he sees fit. See, I believe this first part of Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 is very clearly explaining to us that we need to put on Jesus and we need to show up for duty. And we need to be able to hear him when he calls us. And in doing so, We need to be willing to go where he says go. See, I think we need to learn more about how to listen than how to choose what it is we want to do. We need to choose one choice, and that is Jesus. You choose to follow Jesus. You choose to hear Jesus. You choose to study about Jesus. You choose to work for Jesus. You choose Jesus. And when you make that choice to put Jesus front and center in your life, to have him high and lifted up where he said he would draw all men unto him, when you make that choice, then God is going to use you because little is much when he is in it. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10, it said, Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. We are to serve the Lord. We are to be his ambassadors. We are to be the people who are heralding the good news. We need to be the people whose lives exhibit the good news. There needs to be something in our lives that allows others to see that Jesus reigns supreme. And it begins by presenting ourselves, a living sacrifice. I think about living sacrifice in many different ways, but I believe it all kind of boils down to Ephesians Chapter five and verse two when he said and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour. I think when we boil it all down to presenting ourselves to God, what we're honestly doing is living in love. Loving him more than ourselves. Loving his people more than ourselves. Loving him more than the world. You know, it's tough to swallow pride. It's even tougher to swallow pride when sometimes you have to apologize because something's gone wrong or wonky in a relationship, and and, and you're pretty sure you weren't even in the wrong when you did it. But he said that we are to strive to live peacefully among all men as possible. And sometimes you have the ability to just say, I'm sorry if that offended you. It wasn't my intent. Hey, let's work this out, buddy. And you know, that's love of God. And that's love for God. Because it's hard to say, I'm sorry when you're wrong. It's not to God impossible when you're not wrong. But all things are possible to him that believeth when you love Jesus. See, I believe the living sacrifice is about doing right over being right. I believe it's about laying yourself down and allowing Jesus to pick you up and move before you and to lead you and to guide you and to direct you. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 move on forward, and they talk about that we are to be a living sacrifice, which I means, as I said, I think that means that we don't live for ourselves anymore, and Jesus is supreme. But he also says to be holy. Man, that's that's a tight call right there. Holy, set apart. Set apart for his service, set apart as his witness, set apart for duty. Unmarred by the world. Separate from the world. The Bible says in Leviticus 20, verse 7, he says to sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. Be different, not because you're anything special, but because you are going to be an open, flowing vessel of the Holy Spirit to do his work in you. He says, be you holy, for I am the Lord your God, am holy. See, God is holy. And those who serve him must be holy. Because people are not going to want to hear what you have to say and people are not going to want to follow in your directions and in the way that you go if they can't see something different than what they're already doing. Change is hard. Change is hard for everybody. And you're not going to make a change if you can't see a reason to do it. So I believe that the logical order that The Apostle Paul wrote this in when he said that we are first to present ourselves. And we all know, as I spoke, when we present ourselves, we put on our best self. And we usually put on our best clothes. So we're going to present ourselves. And we're going to do that by studying and understanding who God is and putting on Jesus. And then he says that to be a living sacrifice, so we're going to do that by giving up ourselves and just following Jesus, choosing Jesus each and every day in each and every way all the time. And then he tells us to be holy and acceptable. And we talked about Studying to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. We need to know the scriptures. We need to know the character of God so that we can see how God behaves and demonstrates his power and his grace in all the different situations that we see from Genesis to Revelations so that we can model our lives after the commands and the character of God. We've got to know them and be able to recognize them in order to incorporate them. And he says, all of those things is simply our reasonable service. Folks, this is an extraordinary Christian living that I've just spoken about. It's the basics. And I fear that when it comes to the front line of serving Jesus, when it comes to being in the army of God, when it comes to being a prayer warrior, I'm afraid some of us are still stuck in boot camp. I think we're still desiring the sincere milk of the word and not the meat. What you can do for God is going to be very, very directly related to what you allow him do in you. He might have to carve away some things before you can fill yourself up with him. You might need to give up some stuff before your hands are open to grasp onto him. Pray, and he will let you know that. And then we have verse 2 that says, And be not conformed to this world. Conforming means that we take on the shape, the smell, the opinions, the look, the actual being of something else when we conform. We change our shape to match something else. And it's telling us in this verse that we're not to be conformed to this world. We shouldn't take on the shape of the world. We shouldn't take on the beliefs of the world. We shouldn't smell like the world. We shouldn't look like the world. Instead, he tells us in 1 Peter 2.9 that, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, and that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are told to be zealous of good works, a peculiar people, We cannot blend in with the world and expect people to see Jesus in us. You gotta have something that you're showing. So you gotta show up a burning light for Jesus in a dark world. And all you have to do is show up, and he's gonna take care of the rest. And then the last part of that verse says, to be transformed. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's what he tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Is that once we have Jesus living in and dwelling in us in the person of the Holy Spirit, we're changed people. Old things that used to be important to us, those old, Worldly ties, those attachments, the strongholds that the world had on us, they're gone. And we have a new vision, a new hope, and it's found in Jesus. We have new desires. We get new instructions, and we have a brand new allegiance. We are wholly sold out and devoted to God. And when we get there, when we allow the Holy Spirit to transform our minds, to remove the world from us so that we're not conforming, but now we are standing a peculiar person, zealous of good works, when we allow that to happen, then we are fully suited to present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And all of that happens, not by my might or your might, but by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit within us, given to dwell in us, to teach us, to comfort us, to guide us and to lead us. When we make Jesus our King of our heart, when we accept him as our Savior, when we invite him to be sovereign over our life and to rule our hearts and our minds, Then we find that through him, all we need to do is choose Jesus. When we choose Jesus, we show up. And when we show up, he gets the job done because we prepared for that time and his leading, guiding, and directing and his power that he fills us with. Friends, choose Jesus. You gotta show up.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash W-A-T-W-M, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at WATWM.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.